You guys are always asking me, Liz, what the heck do you do on your long runs? And Kate has recently converted me to Audible. With Audible, I'm able to combine my two favorite pastimes, running and learning. If that isn't the most Alyssa thing, I don't know what is. I know, right? So Audible has helped carry me many, many miles with audiobooks and podcasts. And the best thing about it is I'm able to download them directly to my phone and listen to them while I'm offline, running through the woods in the middle of nowhere with no cell service. And since I have a reading list approximately as high as I am tall, there's no other way I'd be able to consume so much with how busy I am. That's exactly why I love Audible. I've been a member for years now because I honestly cannot read enough books if I have to sit down to read them all. Audible has been a godsend because I can listen to audiobooks while I'm cooking, working out, or walking my pup Rocky, but my favorite way to use Audible is as I'm going to sleep, and you guys, I recently found out that Audible has bedtime stories narrated by none other than Nick Jonas and Tony Shalhoub, who you may know as the character Monk. Their voices are like so perfectly sultry and like they really guide you off to sleep. It's incredible. So every month, members get one credit to pick any title, no matter the cost, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digest and guided meditation programs, dare I say, by no other than the Pete Diddy himself. If that doesn't scream littlest meditation, I don't know what does. The Audible app is available on all smartphones and tablets, and you can download titles to listen offline anywhere and anytime. You can start listening today with a 30-day trial. You get one title plus two Audible originals for free when you visit audibletrial.com slash messymiddle. That's audibletrial.com slash M-E-S-S-Y-M-I-D-D-L-E. This is Alyssa Olenek of Littlest Fitness. And I'm Kate, otherwise known as Coach Carmichael. We are PhD students, endurance athletes who lift, outdoors enthusiasts, and entrepreneurs. We believe the narrative of the fitness and wellness industry is often far too extreme. So forget about the black and white messages that you've heard. On this podcast, we believe that life is best lived in the messy middle. Welcome back to Coach Carmichael Chats. Since my personal journey to the messy middle aired in our long-form episode this week, I wanted to follow up with a chat about something that hits close to home. Perfectionism. On this podcast, we talk a lot about the black and white, polarizing messages that we are bombarded with in the fitness industry, or in academia, or just from our societal culture. But today, I want to focus on the all-or-nothing mentality that happens in our own heads. Let's start by defining perfectionism, because I don't think many of us have a clear, complete understanding. If you just Google the term, you'll get a definition similar to this. Refusal to accept any standard short of perfection. And this is where I feel like a lot of people are so quick to say, see, that's not something I deal with because I am so far from perfect. Well, let me cover a few examples of perfectionism in action and see if any of these ring a bell. You avoid situations where you think you might not excel. You ruminate or beat yourself up over mistakes, no matter how small or large. You have trouble completing projects or find yourself working right up until the deadline because you are endlessly fine-tuning every last detail. You may even procrastinate to avoid feeling the immense pressure you place on yourself. You use the word should a lot. You have trouble delegating because you want tasks to be done to your standards. And finally, you just never feel like enough. 
So while perfectionists are plagued by unattainably high expectations, they often feel like they're failing. And this pattern can show up in three ways. It can be self-oriented, where you are primarily self-critical. Other-oriented, where you set unrealistic standards for those around you. Or socially prescribed, where you believe that others are placing these very high expectations on you. I struggle the most with self-oriented perfectionism. And even though I've done a lot of work through counseling and self-development reading, I wouldn't say that I've completely conquered it. And I'll be super honest here, I still procrastinate on some of my bigger projects because I feel so overwhelmed by the pressure I place on myself. Or I end up spending a lot more time than I should on my coursework because I don't want faculty believing that I don't have enough dedication or smarts to be in my program. These are things I still struggle with, even though I am totally aware that my brain is lying to me when it says that I'm not enough. I used to believe that I needed perfectionism and anxiety to light a fire beneath me so that I could get shit done. But perfectionism is not the same as a healthy drive to succeed. Perfectionism is born out of fear and shame. Brene Brown summed this up beautifully in a quote I'd like to read to you. Perfectionism is not the same as striving to be your best. Perfectionism is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, that we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield, a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when, in fact, it is the thing that is really preventing us from flight. Hear that again. Perfectionism is the thing that is really preventing us from taking flight. Here's how perfectionism shows up. We narrow down our potential for happiness by prescribing it only when we achieve the highest levels of success. We ignore anything shy of perfection when all the progress we made is still worth celebrating. We build walls up around people and we keep them at arm's distance because we think that if they get a good look, they will realize how messy and broken we are. We create cycles of harm, restricting and binging, over-exercising and burning out, pulling all-nighters and crashing. We swing like wrecking balls from one high standard to the next, and when we don't meet the expectation, we feel deep shame for who we are. Because with all-or-nothing thinking, we will always feel like nothing. My hope is that if you hear this, and if you identify with this, that you pledge to find a new way through. I deeply desire that for you. I want to offer you three words that may help you on your way to overcoming perfectionism. And they all start with a P, so that might be helpful to remember. Perception, present, and process. Perception is all about cultivating a new lens on life and figuring out what's truly important to you. It's about examining bullshit beliefs you have that say you need to be perfect to be loved or that letting go of perfectionism means lowering the bar. Ask yourself why, 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 like an incessant toddler and break it down. Try journaling it. Better yet, take yourself to counseling where a licensed psychologist can help you through this process. Because reframing deep-seated bullshit is not easy. 
Keeping gratitude lists can also help you widen your perspective on all the good surrounding you. Our brains are biased to identify threats in order to survive. We've kept that since our caveman days, so we have to work double time in order to celebrate our progress, our fortunes, our relationships. Finally, put yourself in a position to make more imperfect, messy action. Learn to find joy in creating memories you would have missed out on if you were waiting for a perfect moment that never came. Our second word, present, is about attending to the here and now. Perfectionism is so focused on fear of the future or reliving past mistakes, and we forget to just be in the present moment. Practicing mindfulness can help you build a stronger base in the here and now and keep you from flying to the future and reliving the past. This could be meditation, yoga, taking mindful walks, and more. I want to dive into mindfulness practices in a future Coach Carmichael chats, so I will save some of that for later. Process is our third and final word. What's important in the context of perfectionism is that all or none thinking usually yields outcome-oriented goals. These could look like lose 20 pounds, read 10 books, publish a paper, increase my income by X percent. Focusing on processes would look like going to the gym three times a week, reading for 20 minutes every night, writing for an hour a day, or calling five potential clients. This process orientation is important for allowing yourself to explore various goals that may fulfill you instead of boxing yourself into just one thing. We cover this a bit in our first chat if you haven't already listened. But the process can also help you focus on the present because you are more engaged with the action and you're more likely to notice and celebrate progress-based achievements than if you only had eyes on your final goal. Finally, I want you to know that these mindset shifts take time. My journey through perfectionism is not over and it may never be, but I promise you that my life is so much more enjoyable since I began working to shift my perceptions and to stay present and process oriented. I want you to live as the real, raw, authentic version of yourself, which is messy as hell, but that's what makes it beautiful. That's all I have for you today. I'd love to make this chat a two-way street and hear from you over on my Instagram at Coach Carmichael. Until next time, live well, demand better, and stay messy.